Stag. Man and his amazing friend. Oh my god. Is this our new theme song? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm cutting your intro off because I'm doing it anyway because I'm so fucking hyped. Yeah. Because guess what, everybody? My chemical fucking romance. Hi, it's Donnie Cates here. Welcome to Venom Boys, <laughs> whatever the fuck this stupid thing is called. Listen, fucking who cares about anything in comics? Who cares about anything in movies? Who cares about Stegman? Who cares oh. about me? Um, my chemical romance just announced a, a nationwide tour. And I could not be more excited. They're going to be here in Houston and in Dallas in September. And I am going to fucking be there. Welcome to Stegman and Friends. <laughs> that we're now, we're now switching this over <laughs> to an entirely My Chemical Romance podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I know that I should. I know that protocol demands that one of the supple boys brings us yeah. in. But we are, um, we are down a supple boy. Yeah, we're down a supple boy this week. But that's okay. We got the better one here still. Uh, so Griffin is here with us. Griffin is no um, longer with us. Oh, no, he'll be back. Oh. Right. But this is uh, Stegman and his amazing friends. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Supple Boy Ethan, bringing us into the show. And of course, Donnie already introduced himself, and we got oh the god. man of the hour, Ryan Stegman here. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh my god, you guys. Hi, I'm good. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> There's a lot of energy uh, that we came up with. We gotta, we gotta make sure we match that level of energy all the way through. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Ryan, I'm so stoked. Are you excited about the My Chemical Romance tour? I don't know any My Chemical <laughs> Romance music. He just Let's played talk some. about ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. That's cool too, bro. But look, the first tour in nine years. Now they did do their first show. <laughs> Ryan, for this is an audio podcast. Ryan is, <laughs> Ryan's here representing Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, which yes. is hey man, listen, you you can love the Wu and love My Kim and love Springsteen dis- and the Beatles. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I just don't know my chemical romance. Sorry, Gerard. I know you listen. You ain't got to, bro. <laughs> That's he okay. listens to me. I should listen, listen dude. to him. It's only fair. Listen, I have never hated on your tunes, and it's all a fucking, it's all a cool what? hangout. No, I, it's, it's all, everybody can love whatever that they want. Like, all the stuff that you're into, I've always said, like, hey, it's kind of, like, not really my thing, but I'm glad that it brings you joy. Like, there's no reason to, like, hate on people's tunes, man, you know? I don't think that that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, let's say, because, I mean, you've, you've voiced a lot of strong opinions on the show, and I think that the... F- Ethan, Ethan, play the audio. Yeah, we'll cut back to the audio <laughs> right here. We'll cut back to that right now. And here we go! Rewind! <laughs> Springsteen is great. I really love a lot of his tunes. He really speaks wow. to a lot of That's not how I remembered um, it at all. Uh, heartbreaking yeah, jobs great. down the docks. Um, listen, I was there for MCR's triumphant return in LA. Um, it's one of the greatest shows of my life, one of the greatest moments of my life. And today they um, they put this amazing video online that was kind of a uh, retrospective of their entire catalog, their entire career, their entire vibe. Um, and I am fired up. I immediately texted my friend Gerard Way and said, dude, super hype. See you in Dallas. And he said, hell yeah, bro. Um, so that, that feels good. Um, how, how long before you was he an intern at Marvel? I, I thought he was an intern at DC. Oh, I thought he was an intern at Marvel. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, so you don't know the answers. Basically. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I, no, no, no. I do know. I mean, I know he was an intern in DC in the very early 2000s because he was there when the towers fell um, okay so way i mean a, a decade before me well 
Well, there a we go. A long history of interns making it big. Dan making Slott. it big. Yep, me and Gerard are on the exact same level. Success-wise, yep. that's right. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I mean, I think uh, that you forget the power that you have with this show, Donnie. I think a lot of, there's a movement that's happening. True. Now. It's an anti-Springsteen, mm-hmm. pro-original now and later's movement. Uh, I think people look up to you and they want to follow your feelings on music and candy. Yeah, we. I did see that the now and later sales spiked. I was gonna say, um, um, I, I a breaking news, guys. Um, <laughs> speaking of fucking candy, this is a this is a real big deal. Um, after some fucking careful and like thorough sleuthing on my part, you guys, I fucking found them. Oh shit! I really found the good now and later's, dude. And Where? I have, I would show you, but I, I, I realize that this entire like thirty fucking odd episodes, I've been doing visual cues, and there is no <laughs> visual component to this thing. Um, I bought like a tub of them, like a like like a five gallon drum of them. Um, the only problem is that they are just in the original flavors, um, which is strawberry, grape, cherry, and uh, watermelon, um, which is good. But I do miss the pantheon of flavors that we used to have um, in the old. Where did you uh, find hard them? Format. Did you just dig them up? Somewhere? Amazon, baby. Okay. I went through fucking every Amazon review and say, and it was just like you know, um, like I would everyone because like here's here's the thing. I'm not alone. Uh, so many right. fucking people, so many people were, were like, um, uh, you know, uh, where, where are they at? Um, so yeah, I found them. Well, I mean, if you, can, I, I want to tell, a l- if you can point me ahead. over to them, I'll put the Amazon link in our little show notes. Uh, okay. So people can support yeah. It. We can, we can make some money. Yeah. On it. <laughs> uh, I have a little candy story that I just wanted to share real quick. Mm-hmm. I've been not eating, um, refined sugar and I fell off the wagon really hard. I had a cupcake before this episode, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, wow. I bought my kids Mike and Ike's, the big boxes that, you know, like the movie theater size boxes. And then they were eating them for about 10 minutes. And I was like, all right, you guys can't eat any more of those. You're going to get sick. I proceeded to eat the rest of one of the boxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the only box that was left, my, my uh, five-year-old, it was his. And the next day he had the flu real bad. He ended up having to go to the hospital. He's fine now. But he had the flu, and he's eat, he ate a couple Mike and Ikes out of the box. You know, he's putting his hands in his mouth and putting them back in the box. And I weighed, <laughs> the, I weighed the option there, and I looked at them, and I said, fuck it, I'll get the oh flu, and God. I ate the Mike and Ikes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I stand We've on all candy. been there. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we got our candy news segment. Uh, but I think we should move mm-hmm. into a pop culture roundup. What do you guys say? You want to talk about what's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Uh, should we? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. I like. I, I like where your where your head's at. Thanks, let's man. do that. Um, what, what are we talking right, about? Wait, well, play the pop culture theme song. Pop culture. Theme oh, song. I have a pop culture. Well, no. Hold on. You guys got to give me a little bit of a fucking heads up. I got this. Okay. Pop culture news. Oh shit. Oh. We're here with the pop culture news for you. All right. What happened over the last week, guys? Pop culture news. Don't fucking talk over my fucking pop culture news <laughs> segment, dude. If I had to do it, you'd have to fucking let me do it. Jesus fucking Christ. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about what happened over the last week, guys. Cap- What's happening? The Captain Marvel sequel has been announced from Marvel okay. Studios. What are we wanting to see from that? What are you guys hoping to see in the Captain Marvel world? Um, can I? I'll start. Uh, I never saw the first really? one. Really? You did? Okay. Yeah. I did not. Uh, I I don't see all the Marvel movies for what what I what I end up doing is I think 
okay, well, I'm going to watch that one with the kids. And then they go out of the theater mm-hmm. and then they've been out forever. And then they come out and then I'm, and then I try to get my kids to watch and they're like, no, we want to watch star Wars again. And then, you know, <laughs> that's what happens. And so like, I still plan on seeing it, but yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So what I'd like to see is, um, I don't know. Null be in it. Okay. Danny, go ahead. <laughs> um, um, sorry. I'm fighting with someone on Twitter. Yeah. Um, stop fighting with people on Twitter. No, it's fun. This is bad. You know what? Um, I, I, I'm, I, my like New Year's resolution that I was gonna stop fighting with people, uh, <laughs> but every once in a while, god damn it. Um, um, a fight feels good every once in a while. Did you see the first one? I did. Okay. I did. Um, <laughs> did you do, did you do the theater for it? I did. Yeah, I go to the theater okay. for all the Marvel films because I support my company. Mm. <laughs> um, I also don't have children, so it's really easy for me to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that um, this character that I created called Vox, uh, who's a uh, warrior of the Kree, would be a really badass bad guy mm-hmm. um, for it. Um, I also think that bringing in like 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 old school Captain Marvel, um, like old school dude, the dude who died from space cancer. Um, would be a a fun thing, you know. Oh, the, um, the male the male Marvel. Yeah, not. I don't mean that as like a replacement with like replacing no, her know. with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that like that story could be cool. Um, I don't know. I think I think I would like to. I mean, obviously, this is me talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm biased in these kinds of things. But like, I'm a big cosmic space dude, and I think that you know, um, with the Guardians kind of going into their lane and Thor kind of going into his his lane. Um, I think I'd like to get her farther and farther out there yeah. into into deep space. That's just me. Um, um, yeah, but that's it. If they plan, yeah, on, you know what? I'll, if they plan uh-huh. on using a character like Vox, would you get a heads up on that, or would it just happen and you'd see it in the theater? <laughs> I wouldn't see it in the. Th- I wouldn't just see it in the theater. I would get a heads up, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like, like I wouldn't know now. Yeah. Right. You know? um, yeah. Um. I'm trying to think, I don't know a ton about that character. Character, um, I'd um, oh, you know, it'd be fun. That's a good, that's a good conduit to bring Rogue into the picture. Oh, right. Yeah, that's where oh, Rogue gets cool her power they, yeah, set. They start seeding you know? the X Men stuff. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good place for that. As soon as they do that, I'll be pretty interested. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of developing projects, we got Justice League Dark has been uh, taken over by J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot. They're turning it into not just like a movie, but a bunch of TV and movie projects. Are you guys interested in that at all? You like the dark side of the DC universe? I feel like whenever they've been doing these, like their Justice League movie, well, I guess that it wasn't too dark, but it still felt pretty dark. Yeah, right. So I don't know what that really means well, like but, Swamp Thing uh, and Zatanna no, and yeah. Constantine right. that kind of thing I mean I love all I love Swamp Thing and Hell yeah. uh, Constantine too. so I think that, like characters. if I had to guess that is their like kind of what they're calling like their branding of like Vertigo yeah. but it just sounds like Vertigo right Yeah. Um, right. I'm fucking super down I just don't I don't want to get my hopes up. I've been burnt so much by this Justice League Dark thing so much. And I feel like that space has been occupied so much by the TV shows, by the, by the, DV, mm-hmm. by the, D, D, the DC shows. Constantine's and Swamp Things and uh, Zatanna. Was there, has there been a, a, a Zatanna no. pop-up in one of those shows? No. Feels No? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm down. J.J. Um, Abrams uh, long ago had his swing at the, uh, the old... Um, the old Superman there with what was it called? Flyby. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. Which I heard was not great, that script. I, I haven't read it. Um, but J.J. Abrams is good at making stuff. Um, unless Except Star Wars. Yeah, except for Star Wars. Star Wars. Except for Star Wars. Um, I really like his Star Trek stuff. I like most of his stuff. Um, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I never have a good barometer on this shit. My, my go-to is always just, let's, let's, yeah, sure. Take a swing. Let's, let's, let's yeah, try it. Yeah, it. it sounds like it could, be, it could definitely be cool. It just. Of course. Are there, are there the any, thing. Are, are there any Vertigo characters that you guys hold near and dear to your heart that haven't gotten a swing yet that you'd want to see? Oh, man. I feel like the Tim Hunter, like, books of magic, like the game in books of magic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to just but do it's like too a, close to Harry Potter, it's just yeah, so really. no. But yeah, but just do a really fucked up hardcore horror version of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And like set in a world in which like Constantine is there and Swamp Thing is there and all that kind of shit. Like make a make a Harry Potter verse for all your magic characters. And I realize as I'm saying this that what I'm pitching is Strange Academy by <laughs> Scotty Young, uh, yeah. coming coming to Marvel I, Comics yeah. very soon. I uh, would love to see a transmetropolitan movie, Spider Jerusalem. Hell movie. yes. That'd be a lot. I didn't love the uh, Preacher TV show, but I love mm-hmm. Preacher dearly. So I, they just made a couple changes that I thought kind of. I don't know why they made them when the book's so good. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see another crack at that, probably. I mean, that's that's done airing, right? Yeah, I believe it what just is? ended. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I left for a second. What are you guys talking about? For the Preacher, Preacher TV show. That, it, well, yeah, that I was canceled, actually right? thinking about this. Is it over? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. I so. Well, I think that we're all missing the big one, which is Sandman. I mean, if you're going to oh, do... Yeah. I mean, this is, the, this, is, this is what you do this for, right? That's a tough um, project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but this is why you would make this universe, is you would build up to this, you know? Like That's a true. Tim, Tim, well, Tim, a prime Tim Burton Sandman movie would be amazing. Guillermo del Toro, dude. Like, give him the reins yeah, to it. Or Darren Aronofsky. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's somebody well, you can Darren do. Aronofsky would turn it into something that makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Like, we always, you know, everyone, there's, there's these properties that go around that we're all like, well, that's impossible. That's a hard thing to make. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the more we, like the, the the deeper we get down these rabbit holes of these things. I mean, we've been we've all been proven time and time again that it's nothing is impossible. Yeah, to make sure. right. You know, um, I would be really hesitant of Sandman as like one movie because like obviously that's you know that's like making the Dark Tower into one film. It's like, well, what did you think was gonna happen? You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's absolutely a world in which you in which you can make Sandman. I mean. In a world in which we have like all these incredible like primetime um, prestige HBO shows and everything, and like all these like huge um, high dollar Amazon shows and stuff, I don't see how you don't do it. Or you get to invisible. Oh, invisible would be insane, right? Did you- Maybe they could make a movie that I understood. <laughs> yeah, I for sure am not smart enough for that book. Did you guys yeah. see Brightburn that came out a while back? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Uh-uh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting setup to that kind of universe. Ryan, it was like a, like what if the Superman baby came but he was evil? And then at the end, mm. they kind of, spoilers, set up like an evil Justice League baby. So, um, uh-huh. Oh, dude, it's so good. Well. It's a premise that is so fucking infuriating. Brightburn was on, and like I was just sitting here with Meg the entire time being like, God damn it. God damn it. Why didn't I think of this? It's it's the Superman story, but he's the Antichrist. 
Right. It's 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 you know um, uh, Rosemary's baby, I, but it's Clark. It's fucking unbelievable. This is really interesting. I, I'm not gonna name names, but I had uh, a while back. I was working on a uh, creator-owned book with a writer, who and th- that was exactly the idea. Oh, really? Yeah. Who so was it? Looks text like it I could have made it something to me. Great. <laughs> I'll tell you. Let's talk about let's talk about He Man. You guys like He Man? <laughs> I loved He-Man as a kid. I don't Masters know anything of the about. I don't. I don't. I'm not really a He-Man guy. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, you may have been a. You you you're 35 right now. 36. 35. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you were probably just a little too young to like. I mean, He-Man was the only thing that mattered. <laughs> really. The, the yeah, Masters I mean, of the Universe movie has bounced back and forth between being like in limbo and active development, and they've had directors and no directors, and now it seems like it's actually finally been canceled. So it seems like, it, you know, you're talking about there being difficult uh, projects that, that people complain about and everything. Like He-Man, they just can't seem to figure it out. Uh, Ryan, you got an idea for a He-Man movie? How do you make that work? I think that you just got to focus on a couple of the characters and not try and put everything in right. there. Right. Yeah. You know, cause I think that the problem is, is it's, it's one of those properties that was made to, it was just made to as a vehicle for toys. Yeah. So they just made a billion characters. And then of course, when you go to make a movie, you're going to want to put every character that's ever existed yeah. in there, or at least the company that's making it is going to want to get them all in there so they can make toys. Sure. So, I, I, there might not be a way with like the big like a big studio controlling shit mm-hmm. for it to work because, uh, but I mean if you could just make like a, a smaller He-Man movie with that involves Skeletor and He-Man and a hot ass She-Ra, um, I, mean, I feel like you you should just get the whole cast of Fast and Furious and just be like hey why you guys are here because it's just those guys that's right that's a good point that's a good point it's just yeah. the exact same cast. Who's who would he be He-Man though? It can't be The Rock. Why? Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin fucking no. Vin Diesel's so clearly Panthro. I mean, look at him. We don't you, you know hardly what it even would be? need any makeup. Vin Diesel is Prince Adam, and The Rock is He-Man. Wait, wait. Did I just say Panthro? Wait, am I thinking of Thundercats? Yeah, no, I'm 100 percent thinking of Thundercats. Disregard everything I just said. I don't <laughs> no fucking clue. This entire time I thought you guys were talking about Thundercats for sure. <laughs> I genuinely thought you guys were talking about Thundercats. Okay, well then I absolutely don't know anything about him. <laughs> well, Prin- Prince Adam is the is the guy, and then he oh yeah, you know, by the fucking by the power, power of Grayskull. Grayskull and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he turns into He Man. Yeah, no, I got so it. My, my no, joke I know everything about, about him. My joke. <laughs> My joke about Vin Diesel and The Rock is great. Is <laughs> oh, all okay. I'm say. Yeah, you get the uh, sense with that that a studio would want to make it Avatar or something like, like do like a big epic oh, yeah. with it. But there, there's a cartoon right, right now called She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, and it's very small, like you're saying. And I think that like doing kind of fun things with those characters would totally be a way to go. Is Sony just announced that they're gonna try and reboot The Crow? Talk about that. I mean, that Sony is the same company that just tanked He-Man into the garbage, but they weren't wanting to get The Crow out of the garbage. Um, you like The Crow? Right. Have you been to The Crow? Well, the only thing I want to say about the crow is just that I, it got announced, and I like put on Twitter that I was like I, I I put a gif up that would indicate that I was fucking stoked about it, which I absolutely am. And so many people were like, "No, nah, you gotta leave it alone. You gotta. It's a classic. You can't touch it." And it's just like in this day and age, are we still doing that? Like, at- right. hold on. Also, they made a second one that was terrible. They made like five of them, bro. Yeah. There's old, there's one good yeah. one, and then there's a bunch of trash. Mm-hmm. So who cares if another one comes out and it's trash? It, they it's still a, make the crow. It could be good. 
I'm sure it will be good. I mean, in this modern, in, in this in this day and age, in this economy, uh, <laughs> I I really feel like it could it could be really good in the right hands. I just don't understand. For sure, everyone's immediate. I mean, Crobocop, you know, Crobocop. is absolutely it's absolutely the way to do it. Um, I don't know. I just get so fucking tired of he being like just like instantly negative towards something when like you know it's like I said on Twitter. I so I you know. I remember when when they were they announced a Watchmen TV show and everyone was just like, "Boo, that's gonna suck." Why? Blah 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 blah. And like, oh my god, sometimes things can come out and be dope. And just like, <laughs> right. just just like, just let things be dope. Just like, wait to have an opinion on 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 a thing when there's a thing to have an opinion on. It just gets so tiring. I should get off Twitter. It's really <laughs> it's, it's starting to hurt my brain. I think they were um, talking about Jason Momoa being the crow. What what about him being I don't, cop? What do you think I don't know that. Crobocop? I mean, he'd be a good. He'd be the best Crobocop, dude. Um, I don't know that. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I never imagined the the crow as being like a really big dude, big swole yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I like him a little uh, like thin, lithe, lithe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I I I hold hope. Ever I ever remain hope, hopeful. Absolutely. Well, in the final item for our pop culture roundup, we'll go ahead and just shout out John Romita Sr. He just had his 90th birthday this week. What? Uh, John Romita Sr. John Romita Sr.'s 90th birthday. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, so I thought we'd shout him out. Do you guys have any cool experiences with his work or any favorite moments from him and his artwork? I mean, I still, the Peter Parker that I draw most of the, I guess I've, I've kind of strayed from it in the past couple years but I, with the, I used to always try to draw the John Romita yeah. uh, Peter Parker he's that's the quintessential Peter Parker to me mm-hmm. and he's just an amazing artist his artist edition through IDW is one of my favorite artist editions just uh, like a, he's like a perfect comic book artist absolutely I completely agree and like I think that like you said I think that when I close my eyes and think about like just like you know instantly picture Spider-Man instantly like picture Hulk all these guys, I think that the the JR Senior version of it is probably the one that you're seeing in your head. You know, it's the right. one on like most of the merchandise. It's the one on the check, or like on the when you when you get a check yep. from Marvel, that's what's on there. When you go into the Marvel offices, all the pins and pads and everything, that's his. You know, um, and in fact, I think that um, uh, I would be shocked to learn that the Spider-Man animated series look for Peter Parker wasn't his. I mean. It looks just right. like him. Like those, totally. like he always had had those two little like floppy pieces of hair right here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, happy birthday to him, and um, also thank you for your son, um, who is one of my. I favorites. know. I was. I just wanted to add. It's. It's always been fascinating to me that that John Romita Senior is like the quintessential comic book artist. He's got the this style that is so classic. And then he has a son who is also equally a legend in the comic book industry who does not draw at all like him and draws completely weird. Right. I I, I (laughs) think, but also is is so responsible for for such iconic Spider-Man imagery and like uh, and language, too. You know, Mm -hmm. like the Romitas. I feel like just as much as the like the Lees and the and the and the um, and the Ditkos and stuff are like wholly responsible for what people think of when they close their eyes and think about Spider-Man. You know, absolutely. The Lees, oh yeah, Stanley. And I, I was thinking you met like a family of Lees. <laughs> yeah, Stan, Stan and Jim, Jim, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Jay Lee. Hey, speaking of Jim Lee, um, I just spent uh, a weekend with Jim uh, in Las Vegas um, and, and, and Orange County. We did a, a dual signing together. Um, and may I just say, um, what a prick. <laughs> Unbelievable, the ego on that guy. No, it's, he was fucking amazing. I had known Jim, obviously, just through like conventions and like, you know, talking with DC and just over the years, you know, but I had never really gotten like the, uh, the immense pleasure of hanging out with him for very long and kind of got to be um, trapped in a room with him uh, for two days straight um, and on a private jet, uh, which was fun. Um, just the two of you? Uh, no, it was me and Jim and Megan and John Doleman, the drummer for System of a Down. Right. Um, who yeah, owns John. Torpedo Comics um, in two locations, Orange County and Vegas. Um, who, if you've never been to his stores, they're some of the finest comic book stores on the planet. Absolutely. Um, just incredibly run, incredibly beautiful, stocked, just phenomenal shops. And John is the salt of the earth, as is Jim. Um I uh, I put this up on Twitter, as did Jim, but when I was about, oh, 14, 13, um, Jim Lee came to uh, Arlington, um, which, where I grew up in Garland, was uh, about an hour away. Um, Arlington is, like, where all the big, like, um, where the Rangers play and where Six Flags is and everything, so we always go out there for ball games and stuff. Anyway, there was a Comic-Con out there, and Jim Lee came, and I waited in line like crazy to meet Jim Lee wearing a Spider-Man costume the entire time, <laughs> and I got up, and he was trying to end his line, because he would just been like, he was doing free sketches. He was just doing like free, like, pro, like profile head sketches, you know, um, and he would just, but, but, but here's how he was going so fast is he was just doing them in pencil and then he had all of his markers out next to him and he was just putting um x's for like for like uh fill blacks you know um and he was having people sit down next to him and like showing them how to ink his pieces right and like it was amazing and so i asked for a logan and uh he like busted out this Logan for me, and then I like sat next to him, and he showed me like how to ink it for a second, and then he like taught me how to do the the classic Jim Lee cigarette smoke, you know the the little bubble that like goes off of it. It's like one of my favorite things. So anyway, at this weekend I'm sitting next to Jim, and I I tell him that story, and he was like, "Wow, that's crazy, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, that was like 15 years ago, or or wait, no, 20 years ago. You know, that's wild." Um, and so the day goes by and the next day, and so I do sketches, but I sign, I'm just like constantly cranking out Venoms and Thanoses and stuff. And they're terrible drawings as Ryan can attest. Um, but fans like them. Um, so I was doing sketches the entire time. And the next day, um, Jim just like calls somebody over and asks for a, for a blank, um, like a sketch blank. And he puts it in front of me and he goes, Hey, I want you to draw me a Venom, but just do it in pencil. And I was like, you want me to draw you a Venom? And he was like, yeah, 20 years ago, I drew something and then you inked it. So I wanted to have you draw something and I'll ink it for you. And so we uh -huh. did. And yeah, and so I like I like really spent time trying to draw this Venom. Um, and yeah, I I probably spent longer on it than Jim did inking it. But I've you can see it on my Twitter. It's phenomenally inked. I mean, it, it, it really, yeah. he, he, he went fucking bananas on it. And it is like my prized possession. I have a wall full of Venoms 
by like some of my favorite artists. If I'm like seated next to someone that I really love at a show or something, I'll ask him to do one for me. And I have, I have like really cool ones from like Tim Sale and um, Jeff Shaw and I'll, I'll, off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, but now I have a jam piece between me and Jim Lee, which is oh, awesome. just the, I, isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah, it's God, so cool. like how many people get to have that story? I mean, that, that's, that's so special to me. That's um, great. great guy. So, um, with that in mind, I wanted to let everybody know I am leaving Marvel Comics uh, to go over to DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just that. Spe- Pick that up, Juice. It's Tara. just that easy. You just gotta you just gotta flirt with me a little bit. No, <laughs> it was really it was really fucking cool. Um, I have it right here in my bag somewhere. Um, I'll anyway. It's on my Twitter. But I just wanted to. He'll never hear us in a million years. But maybe one of our Listeners will tweet at him and say that they heard this on the show. But Jim, you're a hell of a guy, uh, and thank you so much, man. That that was an honor. Um, so yeah. So with that, is that is that our pop culture news? Does that That'll does be my the story end of the pop culture count? roundup for sure? Yeah. Okay, Are we ready cool. to move into our, this? Is this uh, another special book club episode, everybody, where we're taking a mm-hmm. seminal work and we're breaking it down. <clears throat> something that matters to one of our panel here, and we're taking a close look at it, Ryan. Why did you pick the first six issues of Spawn for this episode? Uh, this this uh, series just meant a lot to me when I was younger. Uh, when I got into comic books, um, basically I, I got in heavily af- well after the first six issues of Spawn mm-hmm. came out. Um, but the thing that I did was I, I got so into it right away. And then I think my parents were like, uh, for the first time, like, oh my gosh, he has... He's he's has drive to do something because I said I want to be a comic book artist, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my gosh, he he wants to do something with his life." So uh, the first thing that I did was I uh, saw in the back of a Spawn issue. I think it was like you know forty two or whatever that you could buy a trade paperback of the first six issues, um, that and Todd that it would be signed by Todd. So it was back when you had to like send in a certificate with a with a check. And then you had to wait like, you know, six weeks and then you'd get your book. But I still have that book and it's like one of my prized possessions. Right. And, uh, you know, I must have read it a thousand times. So uh, it just seemed like something that we could have some fun talking about. Absolutely. Uh, Donnie, do you have any, any history with the book? Any particular uh Oh, man. Uh, of course. I, I, I mean, I was... I mean, I was... How old was I in 92? I mean, this came out in May of 92. So, I mean, I was I was probably, what, like 11 or 12 or something like that? Eight. No, you would have been 8, right? What year were you born? 84? Yeah. It was 8? So you were like... What? In 92? Yeah. Yeah, that's how the math works. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I was 11. I was 11 when it came out. Oh, that makes sense. It was, it, either which way, I was fucking perfectly primed to, like, see this and be... I mean, like... All of these comics, Young Blood and Savage Dragon and Spawn, were just such my shit. And like, still, I mean, just rereading these these first six uh, issues, um, I I like inadvertently steal so much shit from from this run, especially like these first six issues for sure. Um, it's no wonder that like Ryan and I have found such success working together because. Ryan is such a student of this and reading back yeah. through it. So many of my storytelling um, little like um, uh, ticks and stuff are absolutely taken from this and young blood and all these things. This like 
this idea of, of, of comic books that make noise. You know, I mean, you can feel right. it in these panels. I mean, there's this, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stop before we start breaking it down, but like, absolutely. I mean, um, I taking, reading this takes me back to a very specific moment in my life. I remember being on the gymnasium floor. I don't know how it was when you guys were a kid, but like when we were a kid, when, when I was a kid, you would like get bust in and they would just put all the kids in the gym to begin you have to like all sit there and then you'd be like all like assigned off to your like classes and stuff like that and i remember very specifically sitting there with a backpack full of young blood number one um uh maybe i didn't have spawn then because it was young blood was first and then it was spawn but I, like i had all of them and i read them until the fucking staples fell out i was so <laughs> yep. unbelievably into all of them and um and I have to say, I, I you know I haven't gone gone back and done Young Blood, and then I've been a long Savage Dragon was probably the one that I stuck with the most, like the the longest. Um, but I have to say, going back in here, this you know while it has its little like, you know obviously this this these first six issues have some stumbling parts that like I think all series would have, especially when it's the voice of one singular human being who is also not known as a writer you know um i mean primarily it'd be it'd be silly to say he hadn't he hadn't written anything before this but i gotta say i was i was when when ryan picked this i was like okay that'd be cool to go back and look at it and everything because i'm sure it's still fucking gorgeous and looks awesome but i was like man i wonder how that writing is aged i remember being so enamored <laughs> with it as a kid i wonder how that is aged and i have to say i was really actually pleasantly surprised you know, I don't think that it is any any better or worse than any other comic of its time. I really don't. Sure. Yeah, yeah totally. that's that's true. Of any like any like big X-Men book of the 90s or Spider-Man book or Batman book. I mean, that was just kind of the storytelling style. You know, those like right. big, big one panel image or like a splash page with a bunch of chunky boxes on it. You know, <laughs> right. And then like shifting narrative boxes i mean the amount of like point of views in like the narration at at times it's todd talk or not todd it's spawn talking to himself saying like saying like yes like, i noticed this you know too. you know what i'm saying he's like why can't i remember why can't i remember <laughs> yeah. and then like the caption right after is like and then suddenly from behind spawn i was like wait who's talking all of a sudden? <laughs> who's, who's this person and then my it changes to it, it, it's saying you yeah. do this and blah blah blah, and they're like, who's yeah, talking about? like who's the yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it'll say like, and then as suddenly as if on cue, you have a flashback. I'm like, you have a flashback. <laughs> who's you? Me? Yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> like, why couldn't it have just continued to be spawn? I know. You know, it's so it's, yeah. it's so it's so um, frantic and um, well, really quick before we move on from, from the captions, I have to say. My favorite bit of captioning is it's the first time that Spawn just like it's a, it's, a, it's like a double page splash of two images, one with Spawn firing on top and then Vile later getting hit on the bottom. And it's fucking unbelievably gorgeous. It's so fucking cool. I mean, that right. the I get it right there. But then there's that scroll that's yeah. like that's like. The the force of Spawn's blast blows a hole in, in Violator's chest the size of a basketball, and like 
it really sincerely reads as if Todd wrote a script and that panel description was in the script and he was like, that panel description is fucking dope. I'm going to put that <laughs> shit in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like on a scroll. It's so cool. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I, it, it it's kind of funny too because it, it has how why uh, yeah when, where <laughs> yeah. and it just lists it for yeah. you to like how can I up. regrow a heart where does this power right. come from <laughs> I mean it's uh it's such a um a schizophrenic book in so much as I don't know that I don't know that it it, it it doesn't know what it wants to be it so clearly knows what it wants to be and it it really does a great job of like kind of wallowing around that grit and grime and stuff. Um, but like the first six issues comprises four issues of an origin story hmm. and then two issues of a serial killer story. <laughs> right. Well, no, not even one, one issue of a serial killer story. And then one issue of the character that I actually felt, felt like it didn't basically what happens at the end of four. It was like, wait, that's probably what should have happened at the end of one. Yeah. But that, that's a testament to how popular this book was, was that he just, he could do anything. Yeah. And he, so he got to, you know, like if that was a new image book, it would get a bunch of reviews. Where right. Be like nothing happened in the first. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, I think that it's cool that he was he was able to do that. I, a lot of this comes down to for me. I mean, his art style is this way also, where there's just no second guessing. Absolutely. He's so confident and he's the same way with his writing yeah. where I don't I don't know if he thought I'm a great writer. I actually if you listen to the old. um comics journal interview with him and Gary Groth. Uh, he, Gary Groth asks him, asks him point blank. This is early on in spawn. He asks him point blank. Do you think you're a good writer? And Todd says straight up. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but it doesn't matter. And he, he goes on this whole thing about how it doesn't matter and all this stuff. And it's just like, so fascinating to me that he could, he was that confident in himself. And I think that that's part of what resonates with, uh, you know, resonated with me as a kid and uh, in in terms of his art style and his writing was just like, he would say cool shit. He would draw cool shit. Yeah. Like, what else did you need? Absolutely. I mean, and that is the thing, right? Is that it's something that, that, that Ryan and I have talked about a lot is that like um, you you can, you know, in in theory at least, you can learn technically perfect how to do everything like just the way it's supposed to be and everything. But you can't teach cool, man. And that's what these image founders had in spades. There's, you know, there's something to be said for the idea that, 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 that there's a lot of artists who can draw a technically perfect scene. But then there's, like, Liefeld who, like, okay, put 100 artists up, up against the wall. I can always tell you which one is Rob. Oh, yeah, it's not sure. perfect, but it's fucking cool. And it, and it stands out, and it's really loud, and it grabs you, you know? And I think that people get lost in that. And I think a lot of artists these days forget to be fucking cool, you know. And I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna oof. point people towards something. Go ahead. I'm gonna I'll, I'll tell this story after you finish. Well, I was just gonna say I think that it's 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 it, it, there's these things and the, exactly what you're talking about uh, the confidence of him and it's something that I was kind of learning while watching this. Sometimes when I'm writing a scene, I have a lot of information that I need to get across, and I struggle with what the visual is. What's the visual going to be? So like, okay, I have a lot to say about Eddie and his symbiotes going through um, essentially a separation. Okay, well, then the visual is going to be, I guess, them, like a bunch of panels of them on uh, on a bus and it's in the rain, blah, blah, blah. Todd's like, here's a fucking dope pin up of Spawn. 
And here's some words over right. it. Fucking look at how dope this drawing of Spawn is. And I think that's fucking well, awesome. Look, he's like, I made the coolest looking character. Totally. I'm just going to show him yeah. off. And that, that keeps happening. Because even, even in pages that aren't splash pages, when you re- uh, it, throughout the first couple issues, I feel like he starts to, to expand, what, especially once he starts to... St- oh, crap. God damn it. Bye, Ryan. Fucking Spawn's so cool, just punch Ryan in the throat. <laughs> All the way from 1992. Right. Uh, he, he, once he starts to expand the story and they do the serial killer story, yeah, right. it changes a little bit. But those first four issues, I feel like even the pages that aren't splash pages, they're really just splash yeah, pages. Yeah, for sure. Like they, they have panels on them, but they don't, there's not enough happening in them for, to really warrant a full page. But they still look so awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, I, what I was going to say about the, the power and dynamics of what he does... There's an article on um, CBR called The Rejected Todd McFarlane Version of a G.I. Joe Classic. And uh, <clears throat> they show, so I think it was Marshall Rogers did these layouts or whatever. And then they show uh, the version that Todd McFarlane did. If this is the right, I think this is the right one. Um, but anyway, he, Marshall Rogers is like this very sort of, his stuff is is re- excellent art, excellent comic book art, but it's like always, you know, very balanced and normal looking. And then they show Todd's version of the same thing, and it's so dynamic and crazy, yeah. and like everything's in your face, and it's just like, I mean, that's what I want. I want <laughs> yeah, that. I want that thing rather than the other. It's thing. it's it's insane the level of. I mean, <clears throat> we all take it for granted now. But like the design of Spawn is fucking unreal. It's so it is, yeah, yeah. it's so fucking cool. It's so effortlessly yeah. fucking cool. And what's great, one of my favorite moments of the entire issue is well, I mean, I think going back to like the the feel and the vibe of it, it is so clearly a Sin City, Dark Knight Returns. You know, um, especially like when it goes into like I mean, I'm just saying. He, he wears his influence on his sleeves very much so. Um, he has those pages where he breaks up into the newscasters, you know, which is right. so frank, right? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but in those newscasters, um, one of the things I like is how one of those newscasters just just keeps on talking about how dope Spawn looks. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like kind of clowning on the young, on Youngblood shit too. He's like, in the first issue, like the entertainment news guy is like, is like now those like gauche young blood outfits, like those were a prettier thing, but these, this cape, that's so outdated. And then the, <laughs> the line after that goes, but those chains and spikes though, those are great. And I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, chains and spikes are dope. <laughs> and then the second issue, I guess in Young Blood they had all gone to wearing unified costumes. Because the newscaster goes like, I don't know why Youngblood got 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 rid of their costumes. Uh, I thought it looked really good the other way around. That's one of the things that kind of stands out about this book is was the dedication that the founders had to each other. Spawn, I know, I love that. Spawn yeah. is is so clearly set in a world where Youngblood's over there and Savage Dragon is is over there. I think it's a really powerful thing that the that the image guys stuck together and allowed each other to use their characters and to play and everything. I feel like that spirit is um, kind of lacking in certain ways, and I really wish that we could get back to that. But, I mean, I kind of guess everyone's gone over to, to their own corner. Absolutely. And, like, having right. their characters pop up in a world and, like, having 
um, like the newscasters talk about Savage Dragon pop up and like having that be a joke and like having kids in the street being like, oh, Bedrock could beat up this guy and this guy. Like yeah. <clears throat> every every image book that you read made you think that every other image book was also dope and that you needed to <laughs> right, go and get right. that book too. You know, it's so fucking cool to me. <clears throat> I love that he immediately had the like circle head logo for Spawn as well that he would like put throughout the book. It's the coolest thing, like because it's kind of Spider-Man, but like it's also quite totally. distinct as well. Um, such well, a it's visual iconography. Like, like, yeah, yeah, everything. It's just about the iconography. I mean, it's 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 like m like merchandising. It's everything. I mean, who didn't have this the McFarlane toy line? <laughs> the the actual logo for the front that says spawn is one of my favorite it's logos. So good. Ever. Oh yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's its own font. Like it's not you know, a lot of books you, you see and they're they're kind of using there's so many fonts now that they can pull from and they just kind of manipulate them a little bit, but that's its own font. Like you could make a whole alphabet out of that. Absolutely. I wonder if somebody has. <laughs> Does anybody um, has anybody here kept up with spawn over the years? No. So you, so Ryan, you fell off because I, I, I've only, I had only read bits and pieces of Spawn before we we did this, and and uh, and I don't think I had ever read the first six issues like altogether, and so this was a bit of a new experience for me. And then to make sure that that I could talk about the future of it, if you guys had caught up with it, I watched some videos on kind of the history of it. And man, it's kind of bananas. It goes, it goes haywire all over the place. So, I yeah. So I read. That's the cool thing about it. I read up until um, fuck was it called like Armageddon or um, there was like a, <clears throat> a hell on earth or something like that I forget what it was called uh, but basically like Malbolgia like comes up on earth and everything and it was fucking rad I, it was probably like around issue 150 or something like that um, but yeah I read I mean I also had the benefit of working in a comic book shop like most of my adult life so I just had them around right. Um, true story. Todd um, called me and asked if I would be available to work on Spawn um, to like write some Spawn right. stuff. Um, it would be it would have been like me leading up into three hundred, and uh, I was I wasn't able to do it because I was writing another thing Todd created, Venom, um, <laughs> and so I couldn't do it. Um, but man, that'd be fun someday. You know, I mean. I, I, I don't know what, how y'all read it, but I read it in this um, on Comixology for like seven bucks or so. They have um, the Spawn Origins where they like reprint it all. And in between each issue, there's like a little interview or a little quote or something like that. And Spawn, or it's not Spawn. I keep on, I always want to say Spawn, when I, but I want to say Todd and vice versa. <laughs> but um, Todd very much talks about wanting this to be a legacy character, you know, that will like outlive him. You know, um, he said that he'll uh, that he'll only ever do the ending if people get bored with it. And then, like, you know, here we are in fucking 2020, and not only is Spawn still fucking badass, but like Spawn was one of the best-selling books of last year. Spawn 300 right. was 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 like, I think, actually, you know what? It I it <laughs> there there was a minute there where Stegman and I had the number one slot for the year with Absolute Carnage number one. And then exactly one month later, Todd came and beat it with Spawn. And I was like, well, yep. if we're going to lose to anybody, yeah, be the Todd father. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, actually, I remember exactly. I texted Todd and I was like, hey, congratulations. Um, you know, if we had to be beaten by anybody, I'm glad that it was you. 
And he wrote back, I still believe in you, Donnie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. But thanks, Todd. Appreciate you, brother. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else is there to say, right? I mean, Spawn's fucking dope. I mean, it's 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 crazy good. It's It really does feel like someone at the height of their game just just playing and kind of figuring it out as they go along, you know? It is wild, mm-hmm. though, to think that, like, cause, because that element of playfulness and, like, kind of, like, I, when I say sketchy, I mean, like, more the ideas, not the art, obviously. Although the art does kind of change from issue to, to issue. He's, like, kind of refining it and changing it. Um, but the ideas of, like, and the tone and where he wants Spawn to go seem to kind of shift on a whim. But then there's that crazy counter that... That the counting down his powers yeah. thing, that yeah, like yeah. man, what a gauntlet to throw down for yourself, you know? Yeah, like yeah. that's crazy, man. I, I. But then I think he just wrote it out at some point. Well, no, his powers right. run out in issue. He went to hell. His powers run out in issue fifty. Yeah, and then it, and then right. And then, yeah, he's able to return without the the uh, the countdown. What do you guys? Because we we all obviously love the visuals of it. What, what do you guys think of the story as far as like you know? It's a bit of a mixture between kind of Ghost Rider and uh, and a bit of like you know. There's a little. There's honestly a little bit of Spidey and they're like friend up from sure. a little bit of the design and then some of the kind of dilemmas within it. Um, and maybe a little bit of Deadpool in there. Like, what do you guys think of the overall uh, plot line of it? Well, what's crazy is was surprising to me is as I read it. The thing that struck out to me the most, I was like, wow, that Spawn film uh, wasn't that far off. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they pretty much nailed it, like, the plot of, like, coming back and, you know, Wanda doesn't remember him. The only thing that Spawn didn't do was uh, 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 have him come back as a white dude. You remember right. that part of that book? He comes back yeah. as a white dude, and he's just like, but I'm a black man! That's quite... And then right. Wanda answers the front door dressed in a ball gown. And then it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> With fishnet on it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the story, fishnet ball gown. The story is, you know, um, like you said, it's kind of, it's kind of built piecemeal, right? It's kind of a little bit of this, a yeah. little bit of that, you know, everything. It I, definitely finds its footing after he does that that point where they have, you know, Alan Moore write an issue, Neil Gaiman writes an issue, right. Grant Morrison writes an issue, Dave Sim. Like all that, I thought was really cool, and I think that helped him to flesh out his ideas. Because I don't, I, I feel like you can you get the impression from this that he was working at like breakneck speed. Absolutely, he was he had finished his Spider-Man stuff, and he went right into this. And so I, I don't think there was a lot of time to solve all of the stuff. And then you know the, those guys seemed to come in and help him flesh it out. So um, you know it got it got a lot more it got a lot fuller after that he seemed to have a few ideas and he he he, he stretched them out a little bit and then had spawn kill some bad guys and then, yeah uh you know needed he it needed a little more depth and he got that later man i love yeah Sam totally and twitch. i love Sam and twitch. yeah Sam and twitch is gr- are great i remember i followed their their they had a solo book for a while that i followed mm-hmm. uh, i think bendis wrote some of that am i wrong uh, he, he, uh, Steve Niles wrote some of it. Bendis wrote some of it, I think. Yeah, um, yeah Dwayne Turner, I think. No, he did. He, well, there were. He, yeah, he had all kinds of stuff going on for a while there. Yeah, I read all that stuff. I mean, that was. Um, yeah, but, but but you're right. I mean, it is. While it is like piecemeal together and stuff, I will say that like, there's a there's a little quote that Todd has in between two of the issues where he says that, you know, um, you can take Spawn in different directions that you could in like. Whereas Batman would stop at this point because he's a corporate character, Spawn doesn't have to. And, like, that's super fucking evident 
there's a scene where Malbolgia <clears throat> is talking, which is how I've always pronounced it. I don't know if that's right or not. Um, I think it that's is. how yeah, I say yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, where he's like, he's talking, he's like explaining who he is to Spawn, and he's like, and he's like, I live in hell and blah blah blah, and that's right. We're gonna fight God. That's right. God is real. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that might come as a surprise to an atheist like you. And Spawn is just like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, yeah, whatever you want to call him, he's real. And now he hates you. And I was like, yo, that's fucking crazy, man. Like, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, why, like, why fuck around and make it like a, a weird subsect of hell? Just be like, no, nope, it's hell. And now you're fighting God. You know, it's fucking cool. <laughs> All right, let's do some uh, questions. For yeah. Oh, did the Discord? Um, oh, hey, to anybody um, on Discord, I I would I would like to pose a question. Um, I like to, I know we're gonna get a bunch of questions from Discord. I only have one back to Discord, which is, why are you like that? <laughs> yeah. Here's my question to Discord to the people on Discord. Uh, what is this? Why <laughs> is it? What have we done? We got on there. Yeah, what? That's a good question. Why is it? Why is it? Um, why did we do this? Um, yeah. I really thought the Supple Boys were going to come in and help us because they're young, and Man. I, I, I thought <laughs> they're, they're going to get in there and say like, "Oh shit, okay, this is what this is, and this is what th this is." But Jesus Christ, I felt like my grandparents trying to like, like plug in like a GameCube or something. <laughs> I mean, Ryan really horrible. dropped us in our laps, man. I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, and honestly, one of the most recurring uh, questions... It just exploded so fast. One of the most recurring well, questions got... from our Discord is like, how much do you regret making a Discord? Um, and uh, the answer is a lot. Uh, um, yeah. There are some interesting guys, questions from me. Yeah, we love you guys. Um, thank you. I mean, here's the thing. The reason why we're saying this and the reason why it was so stressful and it was such chaos is because there's so many of you. There's so... <laughs> Fucking many of you active on our d Discord right away. It's crazy. I, you oh, know, I, God love you. Um, but yeah, I really, I really wish that the Discord that we had created for ourselves would have been a safe place for us to talk to our fans and ask <laughs> our fans for help. But like, turns out on a Discord for us, by us, I would say something like, I don't know how this works, and 38,000 okay boomers. <laughs> would come through and I was like, aren't you my fans? Aren't you supposed to want to help me? Jesus Christ. So we should say, anybody that wants to join this nightmarish hellscape, <laughs> uh, I think it's Steg Stegman Show 1 on Discord. Is yeah. That the, I think that's yeah. what I could name And it. I have my own little uh, like section thing on there. If people can ask yeah, me questions. Yep. You can ask Donnie questions. You can ask me questions. Yeah. You can ask the Supple Boy questions. And, um, all that shit. You know, I'll probably do one of these like when... Ryan and I are going to announce a new thing soon, um, here in the next month or so, I think. And we'll get on here and we'll talk about that. And then I have two image books I'll be announcing sometime soon. And we'll get on here and we'll open the Discord up for that. Maybe I'll share some exclusive pages on there or something like that. Um, and then um, Ryan and I have another enormous thing that we'll probably announce later towards the end of this year that we'll do the same. So uh, good incentives to be on, on the Discord. Good incentives for subscribing to the Stegman podcast. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch of great fan questions. One from over on Twitter. We got Jeff Howell asking, uh, Ryan, is there anything that you feel like you emulate from these first few spawn issues to this day? Oh, oh my God. God. It's in my DNA. It, 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 I mean, this this changed my DNA. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
the just I try to bring the same energy. I feel like I'm a little more timid than than Todd is, and then you know, like like I talk about his confidence. I would say that sometimes it it might get a little in the way of his storytelling, and I'm I'm big on that. Um, but you know, he's he's the best, and he's he, his stuff has so much energy, and that's all I want in my work. So yeah, it's it's part of so much story. of your so much of your cartooning and your acting is just straight right. out of this. Um, I'll, I'm going to ask a question from Discord here. Yeah. Punish Snack Darsky asks. Oh man, I don't know if I want to ask that one. <laughs> oh wait, I okay. Uh, I'm at, uh, I work at Valiant. Says. Okay. Uh, comparing the HBO series, the movie, and the comics, which do you think did the best job at portraying the first few issues of Spawn, and which do you think was the better product? I mean, the comic. I mean, the comic. Okay. I think the question is better asked between the show and the. In the movie, because like obviously, what what portrayed it the best would be the comics, right? I don't think right. I ever like that HBO show. I don't yes. know that I watched that much of it. It was it was the most important thing in my really? life uh, leading up to it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I didn't have HBO. I I had to set up a, a sleepover at my friend's house that had HBO <laughs> so that we could watch it. And we record we recorded it on VHS. Uh, to, you, so the best part about it is every episode starts out with Todd in like oh, a castle, that's right? Sitting there drawing, and they like cut between him talking, showing his hand moving while he's drawing. It's the coolest thing ever. That's where I think I found out he was left-handed. I was like, me too. <laughs> he's like the crypt keeper, intro- like like doing doing yeah. the intros, right? Oh my god! Yeah, no, I like the cartoon. I haven't watched it in a long time because I don't really know how to get it. But sure, it's on uh, YouTube or something. I thought it was it has good. To be. And I I did rewatch the movie maybe a year ago and uh, it is rough, dude. I don't <laughs> I don't believe rough. you. I think it's perfect, I bro. Think, I think Martin Sheen in that movie was furious that he was in that. Movie. <laughs> I think, and by contrast, I think think that John Leguizamo was having a fucking awesome old time, for for sure. Yeah, but John Leguizamo yeah, is a national Sheen's hero thing. who's always good in everything. Right. We, uh, yeah, Martin Sheen really was not was not even trying. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, also on the Discord, we got a question from the Hedgehog O2. Who would win in a fight between Spawn and Blood Psycho? Oh, mm, that's tough. I mean, Blood Psycho is our first creation. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, can we talk about the fan the fan art? So much fan yeah, it's art been great. pouring in. Not um, only for Blood Psycho, but for the strongest William Henry Harrison. Which is I was gonna appreciate. fucking say it. I was uh, gonna say Ethan, I would. You're in timeout. <laughs> I would say that there's actually probably more art for your stupid fucking William yeah. Henry Harrison thing. I'm so Seriously, I'm be so episode, fucking guys. pissed if that ends up being our like stupid mascot on shirts and stuff. I will never <laughs> be happy in my entire life if that happens. Actually, I kind of like that I, that uh, William Henry Harrison with sunglasses. Oh, I will awesome never be happy glasses. again in my personal life, my work life. It's gonna be terrible. All right, what's some next? Um, what, we got some more discords. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll read one. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you think you'll ever work with Todd McFarlane? I, I, we can both answer this. And who is your favorite symbiote, and why is it Toxin or Sleeper? Incorrect. At the end of that, uh, my favorite symbiote is Venom. Yeah, duh. Obviously. Hard. Yeah, hard. Time. Uh, and uh, I think we would both, you know, love to work with Todd at some point. However, that in whatever capacity that would end up being, just yeah, just to have that on on my resume. I mean, the thing is, it would have to be an image, you know. I mean, I would I would 
I would love to live in a universe in which in which I would I could do something with Todd at Marvel. Uh, but the, he's a man of principles, and I admire him for it. Um, but hey, mm-hmm. that's not that doesn't rule anything out, you know. So we'll see. Right. I mean, I'd at least like to do a Spawn cover at some point. I, I kind of I almost did one before, but uh, I think I couldn't get the clearance from Marvel or something because oh. I was under contract. But you know that won't. Contracts aren't forever. So. That's right. Absolutely. Skip Edwards on Twitter, he asked uh, if you guys are aware of the Batman Spawn crossover and asked if it's the greatest crossover of all time. It Did Capullo, Capullo drew that, right? I don't know. Are it's you asking me? I, I don't know. Is that right? Uh, you would do better than I would. I'm pretty sure he did. It's got his old signature on it, which was GC. You know, it was like kind of a... It's not... He has a better uh, signature According now. to Google, it's illustrated by Todd McFarlane. Huh. Okay, well, he did a cover then. Um, but yeah, no, it, I need, I, I haven't been able to find that in a long time. I, I think definitely I had it when own I was it. younger. I think I own it somewhere. I, I have to look over it, but yes, of course I'm aware of it. Yeah, it's awesome. That was some of the first spawn yeah, I ever read. Batman's I think spawn. I found that at a Goodwill or something. And that's just sat in my yeah. childhood room for years. See again, like spawn used to like cross over into stuff and everything. And like the image world used to be like super, you know, flexible. And like people would like pop into this and this and that. They don't do that anymore. I wish there was more of that. I can't remember the, the, right. the last time anything like that even happened. I mean, it, you know, I mean, I I know it would be huge if it did, but you know, I don't know what I don't know what, like what everyone or, is. I don't know, probably like movie deals. Everyone has their own little like fiefdoms yeah. where like contractually you can't create anything in a crossover because who owns it? Right. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Image um, United tried. I guess. I guess we'll never know what happened there. Well, when we do when we do an image book someday, we'll cross over with Spawn. Okay, all right. We got enough. a lot of questions for uh, as to whether Ryan is, would want to draw some Spawn interiors. But Donnie, is Spawn a character you're interested in, in writing for? Yeah, of course. Like I said in the podcast, um, you know, Todd and I had um, at least two pretty lengthy conversations about it, um, yeah. and uh, like kicked around ideas back and forth, and back and forth, back and forth. Um, we came up with some pretty rowdy shit that, you know, eventually I'd like to do. Yeah, I mean, it's bucket list stuff, right? Like, who doesn't want to write some Spawn? It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would, I, I've, I've always had this thing in the back of my mind, I just want to say. It. So, I always thought it would be cool to do the ultimate Spawn, Ooh. the way that they did Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man. You know, you take it, and because, like we said, it was it's a little disconnected at first. He's finding his footing. You could take, but you could... F- there's a way to take all of the good ideas and distill it into a great, you know, more concise version of it. But then you wouldn't have the McFarlane art, which, you know, I'd want that too. So, All right, Ryan, you and I are going to go to Image and we're going to reboot Spawn. Oh, shit. And we're going to, but, but then we own Spawn yeah, right. from that Duh. point, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> why else do it? Yeah. Well, I think we can cap everything off with one final question All right. uh, from tw- from Twitter from Gwenjamin Pools, uh, who asks, if there were two guys on the moon and one of them killed the other with a rock, would that be uh-huh. fucked up? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that here's no here's what I think we need to do though. I think when when we make the Stegman shirts, I think that question has to be printed on the back of them. <laughs> I think that that is our show motto. Like we should get it, we should get it written in Latin, you know, because it is, I have, it is the greatest fucking question of all time. I mean, yeah, it, would that be fucked up? It's fucking. <laughs> it, is that like an internet joke? I don't know. I think that I like to think that one person. 
I, and I, I, and here's the thing: if you are listening to this and that was you, please let us know because we'll credit you on the back of the shirt. But um, that might be the greatest thing that anyone's ever fucking written in my. Oh, it's so simple, so perfect. There's not an. Here's a good. Here's okay. a good question. On okay. Discord yep. from VW uh-huh. Beetle. How much does reading some of these questions make you regret creating a Discord <laughs> server? <laughs> Um, great. Are there like a bunch of them that are terrible here? Let me see if I, I yes. can, I'm going to, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to open discord right now. And whatever the first one I see is going to be the last question. All right. And we're going to have to answer it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of our discord is Chip Zdarsky jokes. And I understand oh that, but I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, wait, are they in segment show questions? They are right. Okay. All right. Um, all right, you know what? I'm just going to read this. I believe Stan the Man said it best. Comics are like boobs. They look good on a computer, but I'd rather hold one in my hand. The end. <laughs> the end. Oh, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer one more question that I got on my chair. Okay. Who is your favorite Spawn villain? Uh, and I'm not, I don't know if I can figure that out off the top of my head but i did want to bring up overt kill yeah in issue six of spawn yes we need to mention to anybody that hasn't oh seen God. that that yeah. is created on a youtube that is video. okay and this is really fucking important i'm so glad you brought this up because yes i i've told this story before on this but i'm gonna fucking do it anyway because it's it is the go on youtube right now uh pause this show uh, leave your wife leave your job go on youtube <laughs> right now Type in Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Stan Lee create a character. And it's them all sitting together and it's and they are all just prime them. It is prime era Stan, prime Rob, prime proud like prime Todd. It's fucking amazing. And they're all they sitting around. Overkill? Yes. And oh they and but Stan Stan well Stan comes up with overkill, and I think Todd for him to use it came up with overt kill. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was it, throughout the whole thing. It was overkill, and then afterwards there was some sort of uh, legal issue. Like somebody else owned the name, so he just changed it to Overt. Kill. It's fine. It's perfect. But but but, but this is one hundred percent that character, right? It looks just like him, yeah. right? And so Todd, and so so Stan comes up with a name, and Stan's like, okay, his name is Overkill, and he's a <laughs> real bad dude, and he's just like doing his whole Stan shtick, you know, he's just being great. And um, I forget which one is doing which, but one is doing like the underdrawing while we, the other one's talking with Stan, interviewing blah, 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 right? I believe it's Rob drawing while Todd stands over him, lords over right. him, I would say, making fun of his looks. That's right. That's right. He's like, making fun of him. And at one point in the, in the so, so, okay, I have, a, I have an image book coming out later this year, and I'll just go ahead and explain it here. Um, the first volume, the first trade is named after this moment because what happens in this moment is Todd is drawing chains on the character and just as earnestly as he can possibly be, he goes, I'm going to add some chains on here. And he looks right, right, he looks right into the camera and he goes, kids love chains. <laughs> and, and he's oh my 100% God. right. He's one hundred percent right. Fucking kids love chains. They do. Why do you think I mean, Cosmic what would Spawn be without what, chains? For real. What, what is Cosmic Ghost Rider without chains? That that's the reason he he has that crazy ass red chain. Because I was yeah. like, fucking kids love chains. So the first 
trade of my new image series <laughs> is called Volume One: Kids Love Chains, and I can't oh. fucking wait um, uh, for people to ask me that for the rest of my life. But yes, this is that character. They 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 put it in there. It's fucking great. Well, that's the perfect thesis statement for a spawn discussion: is that kids love chains. Uh, kids any final thoughts chains. from you guys? Here's here's one thing. Yes, I want to read the page where Overt Kill arrives. So we just told the story about how he was originally Overkill and now he's yes. Overt. Yeah, right. It says uh, all then all they needed was their one man wrecking crew. Overt Kill, and then the next caption. In whispered voices, some call him Overkill. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they have two names for him in the same... I know, I saw it too. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. It's in great. whispered awesome. voices to avoid lawsuits. Some people call him Overkill. Yep. <laughs> some people call him that. Um, well, yeah, closing thoughts. I mean, I, I it stands up as exactly what it was always meant to be. A powerful introduction to a character that would be indelible and that would live on... Uh, for, a, for an incredibly long time. Here we are 25 years later, um, and and this character is still incredibly powerful and still going strong. Um, it is. F- it says so much for how go- a good character design can carry Absolutely. so much on its shoulders. 100%. Cause, and I mean, there's, yeah. I think that, I think honestly the thing to be learned uh, from Spawn, and I, I feel like every time I do one of these little book club things, I'm learning about this stuff. Um, I think it is exactly what you just said, Ryan, is that is like, do not uh, for young creators out there and everything. Don't get in the way of yourself and don't forget to be fucking cool. Don't forget that this Mm -hmm. is a visual medium and this shit is supposed to be fucking rad. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid of just making something look amazing and then figuring it out after that. Absolutely. There you go. So, yeah, Kids Love Chains, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our book club discussion of uh, the first six issues of Spawn. Thanks so much, uh, Donnie and Ryan, for being here. Uh, Yep. And uh, thanks so much to our listeners. Uh, Make sure that you follow the show everywhere that you possibly can. You can uh, go to stegmanandfriends.com. That's where we're hosted. That's where you can download the episodes and keep them forever. Uh, Go to our various social medias at at Stegman Show. Uh, You can contact me and Griffin, the Supple Boys, me and the Missing in Action Supple Boy. I am at uh, Tales to Astonish. Griffin is at Griff Sheridan. Donnie is, of course, at Don Cates. And if you have any strongest William Henry Harrison fan art, send it directly to at Don Cates. Uh, and then we've got at Ryan Stegman, of course. Uh, so if you want to watch out for him when he tweets out for questions for the show, you can get your question on the show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another episode of something. We'll see. Thanks so much. Love you. <laughs> Stay amazing, friends. <laughs>